Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Welcome to the Old Dogs REI Network, where cash flow is king. Real estate investing, the means, so you can enjoy your retirement dreams. This is the show where we cut right to the chase. No sales pitch, no long monologues, just simple how-to real estate investing advice, so you can earn the passive income you need to enjoy your retirement today. And now, your host and chief old dog, Bill Manacero. Dogs, and welcome to Fun Facts Friday. This is our once a week, only on Friday show, where we have special episodes not featuring guests, where I will share tricks, tips, terminology, and techniques that will help skyrocket you to real estate investing success. Today's topic is Confessions of a Former Active Real Estate Investor. But hey, I just want to talk to you guys uh, before we get started with our topic here and uh, want to make sure you're doing good and that uh, these podcasts have been of value to you. Love when people email us or text or call or whatever and uh, just let us know about shows that they like and topics and and uh, you know even we love suggestions if there's things we're not covering that you want to hear more about uh, we're here for you so I'm hoping that uh, you're getting everything you need out of this podcast if not hey We'll go the extra mile and give you what you need, okay? <laughs> or what you want, whatever. Anyway, let's get on with our topic here. Confessions of a former active real estate investor. Now, I know that sounds like a strange title here, but uh, if you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, you probably know that when I started out, I set a goal to reach 1,000 units in six years. And it's a pretty crazy goal. I really wasn't real smart when I first started. And now I'm not that much smarter. But anyway, I knew that in order to achieve that goal, I was going to have to work really hard. I mean, really hard. So I rolled up my sleeves and moved into entrepreneurial mode, willing to work as hard as I had to to reach that goal even if it meant working 12 to 14 hour days, which became the norm. And add to that a weekly blog, two podcast uh, productions each week and continual study to keep learning the trade. It was grueling and exhaustive at times, but I made it and I achieved the goal. Now, I wouldn't necessarily recommend this to listeners. It's a, a pretty... A pretty big goal in a short period of time, but my uh, focus was really to, you know, to to be able to do it for the for the short term, so that the remaining time here in my retirement years, um, I can enjoy time with my family and my wife and uh, do some of the things that we've 
always wanted to do at the same time, uh, you know, just to be able to create that legacy to hand down to our children as well. So to reach that goal, I had to invest in both properties that I owned myself, okay, that I purchased under my name or my me and my wife's name. And eventually, you know, we started looking at other ways to expand to, because in order to grow that fast, you have to, at a certain point, buy bigger, you know, properties that have much more, you know, units and so forth. Um, and so that brought us into syndication. So we started to move into, into that direction. Now, when I started out, I initially planned to hold on to all my properties to continue a steady stream of cash flow in my retirement years. But once I reached that goal, I stopped, I looked back and assessed where I was at and what it took to get there. Now, one fact became clear. I realized that I was getting as good or even better returns through the syndication investments that I'd made um, and with no way near the effort my personal properties required. The properties I owned exclusively were rarely passive. Now, so I, you know, keep in mind too, um, don't get me wrong, with the, with the right properties, primarily A and B properties, it usually is not that much effort. But when I started out, I bought a lot of C-class properties and some of these properties required, you know, some required very little effort, but most of them were a total drain, a lot of work and major issues on a regular basis. Now, taking all that into consideration, and I looked ahead and I thought, wow, my initial goal of maintaining all of my properties in my retirement did not sound that appealing. And so I decided to focus primarily on syndications in a wide variety of different asset classes, especially in light of the economy. So not just apartment buildings, but mobile home parks, self-storage, even car washes. I mean, trying to get that diversity in there so that if one is impacted more severely in a recession or a crash, um, you know, that there'd be others that would actually do well. So, yes, I'm, I'm, again, I don't want to discourage people here. Real estate is a great way that the average person can become wealthy, especially for seniors or people over 50. But don't be deceived. Real estate is not the no-brainer passive income maker that way too many people think it is. While real estate is a great investment, that statement comes with a laundry list of caveats. All the ifs and buts that surround it mean that investing in real estate, especially with the goal of generating passive income, is a lot of work. Now, as I mentioned to you, I was doing 12-hour days, five, sometimes six days a week over that six-year period. That is a lot. I mean, I worked harder than I did in, in some jobs that I had. But you know, again, keep in mind, you know, before you you know join the ranks of sort of rookie real estate investors, or maybe some of you that have been doing it a while that are kind of assessing what you're going to do. Are you going to close down at one point where you're not looking for new properties anymore, or maybe you want to liquidate, or whatever you may be considering? Um, you know, the the idea is to be realistic with what's involved. Now, I'm, I'm probably focusing a lot more on those that are starting out, but uh, you know, you got to consider sort of the realities associated with real estate investing first. And I'm sharing for my last six or seven years here, 
I came into this not knowing anything, where I just came in and read a lot of books, listened to podcasts, and you know, networked on places like Bigger Pockets and other places, and. I just learned a lot as I went along. I did have some good mentors in that process and a lot of other um, great opportunities, especially through the podcast to meet some of the best real estate investors in the country. But at the same time, I did see the reality of what it means to be a real estate investor. Now, granted, my focus is on rental properties. There's a lot of other types of real estate investing you can do. You can be a flipper or or a wholesaler, or you can invest in deeds and trusts and um, liens. And I mean, you know, there's a lot of different types of, you can flip land. I mean, we've gone over it all on this show, but you know, I I picked the rental route. So I I am specifically addressing that area. Now, let's let's take a look at uh, a number of items that that you need to take into consideration. Number one, managing rental properties does take a lot of work. Uh, When people tell me they want to invest in real estate, here's the scenario they typically envision. They receive a rent check on the first of the month, every month, which is much bigger than the mortgage payment on the property. Then they use the check to pay the mortgage, cover all costs of ownership, expenses, and then pocket the profits. Now is you know, it is possible it, it, to locate, buy, and manage a rental property that allows this scenario to come true. Of course it is. But it's not for everyone. And it's not nearly so passive an endeavor as many people imagine, especially if you manage the properties yourself. And I know a number of folks listening probably do. Um, but let's take a look at what you need to prepare to do if you are going to manage yourself. You need to be be able to advertise to find tenants and avoid vacancies, uh, show the property interested parties when seeking new renters and help maintain it for current occupants, vet tenant applicants carefully to ensure you have qualified, reliable tenants, consistently update and improve the property so you can continue to attract high-paying renters and increase rents, promptly respond to maintenance requests and coordinate repairs, or do them yourself in a timely manner. Manage all the financial obligations from paying bills to handling security deposits, paying property taxes, insurance, and more. Playing landlord might not be ideal for everyone. All of these things, and this is just a partial list of the things that you have to do if you are managing it yourself, They take serious time and effort. Ask any seasoned real estate investor who manages properties with tenants about their unexpected, quote unquote, list of duties that they will tell you about. Repairs going massively over budget, evictions and entanglements with the court system or other rentals gone wrong horror stories. Experienced investors can give you all kinds of stories. Of course, you could just outsource the headache and use a licensed property management company. That's a viable option, but keep in mind it is certainly not a guaranteed fix. Not all property managers are created equal, nor are they all reliable and trustworthy. And you may find, like I did, that you have to go through many property managers before you can find even a passable one. And don't forget, that cuts into your profit, considering that standard property management fees run 10% of your monthly rent, not to mention the costs associated with some as opposed to others that may charge you for every little thing that they do at a ridiculous rate. 
So if you have a hundred plus unit apartment, it's certainly different. It, and it definitely is, is a different uh, ballpark because you can hire much more qualified, dependable property management whose, whose expertise is in managing properties. And you know, but if you're going to have, let's say, a, you know, but maybe a couple of single family homes or some duplexes, triplexes, even quads, it is more of a challenge. Number two, just because it's a house doesn't mean it's a good rental. Again, don't get me wrong. None of this is to say that you can't make money by purchasing real estate and then renting it out to earn rental income. That's not a myth. The myth is that anyone can do this with any property they buy and put up for rent. Learning to properly evaluate a potential rental property is key. Okay. And then not only just the property, but the market, you know, you got to find a good market uh, that is growing where there's uh, people moving into the area where incomes are going up, where, where business is strong. Um, it has to be, you know, I think most people, you know, think that you know, it's just, you just buy a place and, and rent it out. Well, that's not that's not the, the smart way to do it. While many investors use simplified formulas too, such as the 1% rule, we've talked about it on this show, which suggests that the rent you w- could collect from a rental property needs to equal 1% of the purchase price of that property for it to be a good deal. Now, these are a little too generalized to always be hard and fast rules for success. That's especially true in unusual real estate markets like we've seen over the past two years. Bloomberg recently reported that in the third quarter of 2021, the median price of real estate investment properties was $438,770. Yeah, that's right. Using that 1% rule means you'd need to charge about $4,400 per month in rent on that property. Now, most markets won't support that kind of rent for a mid-sized single-family home. And that's just a simplified uh, calculation. It doesn't take into account any of the other factors you need to properly evaluate before you can determine whether a specific property is a good candidate for investment. So yes, you could buy a $400,000 home and rent it out. But if the whole idea of real estate investing is that you earn a return, you might face an uphill battle to make that happen. Personally, if I bought that $400,000 house today, I wouldn't rent it out as a single family rental. I would probably furnish it and take it into a short term, turn it into a short term rental that could generate enough income to far surpass a 1% rule return. If you do that right, you could earn, get a 5 or 10% return. Again, if you do it right. So number three, your plans don't always turn out the way you would have hoped. Basically, things can and will happen that you never expected. We can do our best to strategically plan for all kinds of outcomes, but sometimes things will happen that were never part of your plan A, plan B, C, D, or F. Now, keep in mind, there are always variables that you can't control. There are factors sometimes that are, are just way beyond your control. Things like interest rates, natural disasters, which would be floods, tornadoes, hurricanes, and earthquakes. A pandemic? <laughs> that sounds familiar. The national and global economy, inflation, a market crash or correction, lawsuits. And that's just to name a few. But that's why you learn to still, no matter what, 
set up those contingency plans. And if you have to have a B, C, D, E, F, G, whatever it is up to Z, then you do it because you've got to be able to respond and got to be able to make sure that that investment is doing what it's supposed to do. Number four, buying real estate could be a distraction from your actual goals. And I think this is an area where a lot of people don't really look. Many people say they want to invest in real estate as a way to become financially independent, grow their wealth, travel, build their retirement nest egg, or generate additional cash flow. But before you do, you must ask yourself a you know, simple question. Is managing a portfolio of rental properties something I actually want to do? With demanding careers and growing families, the last thing many people have is an abundance of time, energy, and hundreds of thousands of dollars floating around begging to be used to buy another house. Now, for us old dogs, eh, you know, the family's probably grown up and out, and uh, now we, you know, just get to play with the grandchildren, but, um, and we do have actually the, maybe the hundreds of thousands available to invest, but. Is that what you want to be doing with your retirement years? You know, managing a property as the landlord or handing it off to a property management company is typically not what most people want to take on because that has nothing to do with their stated values, priorities, and goals. In fact, because buying real estate requires significant capital, it often detracts from the other goals you have, i.e., maybe you've been waiting to retire to to finally get to play golf anytime you want, as often as you want. However, the responsibilities of being a landlord or seeking out new properties may cut into that dream quite a bit. Remember, you can invest in real estate without owning properties, though, and it doesn't have to be, as I mentioned, a rental property. You can go into syndications like I'm doing now, uh, crowdfunding sites, hard money lending. There's there's a lot of options. And just do a search on our site. You'll see there's just a ton of, you could rent billboards. I mean, there's tons of things you can do. Only you can answer if committing to a real estate portfolio is a good use of your time and money. For myself, I did it for a short period of time and that was it. I wasn't going to continue to work by my 12, 14 hour days. Um, I'm retired, guys, and uh, but it doesn't mean I'm going to sit around and collect seashells by the seashore either. Um, I like to do things. I like to use my mind. Uh, you know, I'm still going to be active doing some things, but it's not going to be because I have to. It's going to be because I want to. So you, you only you can assess whether it's worth you know taking your time and money and devoting it to this endeavor. Number five. Real estate investing requires a good team of professionals, and I've talked about that quite a bit on this podcast. Unfortunately, bloggers and podcasters and others out there tend to make real estate investing sound deceptively simple, so it's easy to think you can handle it all on your own. But the reality is that real estate investing is complicated. There are legal and financial dynamics at play that will likely require a team of trusted professionals to help you to protect yourself and your investment. We live in a lawsuit-happy society, especially here in California, which makes it critical to protect yourself and your assets from potential liability. A knowledgeable insurance broker and trusted real estate attorney are non-negotiables for real estate investors. If something goes wrong with your tenants or your property, you want these folks in your corner. 
The financial landscape in real estate investing is not the same as in your personal finances. So having a good accountant, for example, that handles... I can try again. The financial landscape in real estate investing is not the same as in your personal finances. So having a good accountant that understands real estate investing or other tax professionals and financial advisors who are skilled in the terrain are also critical components of a well-oiled real estate investing machine. It's important to the success of a new real estate investor to build and nurture these kinds of relationships. I would also add to that list a good, experienced real estate investing mentor who can help you avoid some of the mistakes that can cost you both time and money. And I don't mean, you know, you have to pay $40,000 to get that mentor. There are a lot more affordable options out there and folks that can help you. Or, heck, you can just find somebody in your city, in your neighborhood that's a successful investor and take them to lunch and see if they'd be willing to help you in exchange for whatever you may do. Maybe you're a good carpenter or maybe you um, can repair cars or whatever it may be. But, you know, offer to, to do something for that person. And uh, sometimes you don't even have to exchange funds at all. Either way, real estate investing as passive income, okay, is something that you need to make sure you understand, okay? It can become passive. But if you're doing the rental thing, it uh, doesn't always happen that way. Yes, real estate investing can be profitable. And after putting a lot of hard work in on the front end, it can provide a steady stream of passive income with the added bonuses that include tax deductions, expense write-offs, and much more, and the cherry at the top of significant equity buildup that can be part of that legacy that you can one day pass down to your children. But don't be deceived. It requires a significant amount of education and skill to achieve that outcome. What real estate investing is not is a quick, surefire, easy, and foolproof method to earning huge return on your initial purchase. By all means, I'm not trying to discourage you. I know it may sound like that in this message, but overall, it helped me to go from a missionary who lived on faith and had very little money Um, And by the way, I still live by faith, but now I have the funds to be able to carry me through the rest of my life and to have something to pass on to my children and grandchildren. But like all financial undertakings, it's best to be fully informed. And that's the purpose of this podcast. You know, I'm not going to be the guy that's going to, you know, be promoting the, you know, unrealistic, uh, you know, uh, Ferraris in the driveway and all the other things, you know, there, you know. It, it is hard work and maybe the trade-offs are worth it to you or maybe you will start with a more passive strategy than what I did with rental properties. Either way, it's great as long as those trade-offs fit into your big picture. Either way, when you know the truth that not all real estate investing is passive, you'll at least know what you're getting into. Well, that's it for today. Please note, old dog listeners, everything presented here today, including links, can be accessed in our detailed show notes in the Old Dogs website at olddogsreinetwork.com forward slash blog. And you're going to look for the episode entitled Confessions of a Former Active Real Estate Investor. Well, that's the show for today. Remember, cash flow is king and real estate investing the means. Until next time, keep moving forward and may God bless. 
Thank you very much for visiting the Old Dogs REI Network. We would greatly appreciate if you would stop by iTunes and let us know what you think of the show. We would love if you could subscribe to the podcast, give us a five-star rating, and write a review. The more ratings and reviews we receive, the more visible the podcast will be to others. Thank you. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom, and a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.